1: all righty! Right now you have Chatting with Dad with Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean, and today we have the honor of having a recording artist, songwriter, model, and actress, Kay Soul. Kay Soul is a recording artist, songwriter, plus model, and aspiring actress. Kay began singing and writing songs in elementary school. She is the 2022 full-figured industry awards entertainer of the year. In August 2022, Kay released a six-song concept EP titled Connections that examines the connections we have with ourselves and with others. Connections has been well-received, gaining over 75,000 streams since its release. Regarding the EP, Artist Rack said the songs on the EP are fun and entertaining, but also conscious and empowering, bridging the gaps between mass appeal and elevated song form in a very natural way. August 2022, Buzz Music called the EP Passionate and Chilling, September 2022. In reference to the song Reconnection, Vogel Music's metaphor stated her honey-sweet vocals and heartfelt lyrics soothes and calms the souls of anyone who has experienced tough long nights with anxiety and depression. October 2022. To further cement the mass appeal of Kay's artistry, the lead single, Strong Connection, was nominated for several Rhythm of Gospel, Gospel Choice, and Praise Factor Awards, including a nomination for Best Urban Contemporary Artist and Vocal Performance. And that's not all. She has, Her bio is extensive, but we can, we only have so much time. I mean, it's long. So this wonderful, wonderful lady has done so much. So here we go. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi. <laughs> huh. What should I call you, Kay or Kay Soul?
0: Oh, whichever one. Some people call me Kay Soul. Some people call me Kay.
1: I'm gonna call you Kay. I had a I have a good friend named Kay, so I like that name Kay. How are you doing? I am well. I'm doing good. Now, the first question I always like to ask is this. How have you been during a you know, pandemic? COVID had some babies. We had George Floyd, we had the elections, we had Roe versus Wade overturning of that, which is disgusting. We have um, cicadas came into our lives, Um, measles tried to make a comeback, polio tried to make a comeback, we had assassinations, and again, we had a bunch of mass shootings. The world has been in an upheaval, but there have been some good things that have happened in the world. But how have you been throughout this whole thing?
0: You know, it has definitely been an up and down process. I mean, when we shut down, it... I, I just was like, okay, what is really going on? You know, it's like one day you're running around and the next day it's like, Hey, stay in your house because outside may kill you I <laughs> so, mean um, Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: it was uh it's pretty crazy. Uh, you so it's like something you wouldn't think that would happen in twenty twenty, right? we're in the 20s 21st century still and those kind of things you hear you used to hear about the 1940s 1930s 1950s not in a time where there's so much technology and you wouldn't think that something like that could possibly happen now during this entire process obviously the pandemic was bad people died people people lost limbs people lost lives but on the, there was a flip side to that. There were some pros during this time. You know, a lot of people had downtime. A lot of people had time to think. So one of the things that I saw is, you know, family members walking together. That shouldn't be weird. But a lot of people live during a, a do, do a fast paced life. I've had colleagues say, you know what, I'm taking a step back from work because I realized that I wasn't spending enough time with my family. Climate change. Oh my God. We were not on in, in the streets. Pollution level went down. The animals, the, the trees, the grass, they were all happy we weren't there hoping that we wouldn't come back. And the main thing was that there were a lot of articles written about people that decided not to go back to their jobs Because what they did during the pandemic is do a lot of self-introspection. So what they saw is that, you know what, I need to be happy. I can't go back to a job where I'm going to be miserable. I know I need to eat. I know I need a roof over my head. I know I need clothes on my back but I need to do something that's more in line with my passion and destiny. A lot of people quit their jobs to go find to, to find find their love. And so musicians like you and I, artists, um, there's some people that created EPs, um, albums, singles, tracks, whatever you name it. Some people decided to rebrand. Some people decided, I'm not doing music anymore. Um, so during this time, uh, what did you think about yourself? Um, did you decide, okay, k knows who she is, I'm going to push that forward, or did something change for you that you d- you have a different goal in mind?
0: You know, I think for me, it was a shift as well as a refocus. If I'm being totally honest, you know, when the pandemic hit, I was very much overwhelmed. I was very much in the rat race of the day-to-day. Um, and the pandemic really allowed me, like you said, you know, have that introspective Mm-hmm. analysis. Also, you know, I recorded a whole album. You know, I started I mean, a whole new era of my artistry. You right. know, I, I connected with my art in a way that I felt like I hadn't had necessarily the time and the space. And, you know, I ended up deciding to relocate after the pandemic. Oh, so well. it was a moment for me, even though, you know, it was a very difficult time as well.
1: Right. I completely get that. It's just, you know, when you look at something like that, you know that life is short. But when you mm-hmm. look at something like that, you're just like, mm, I think short life is a little shorter than I previously thought it was. So I am going to really do my thing. Now, how did you get into the music industry? Did you come out of the womb and you were like, okay, music is me. I'm going to do this thing. Or was it something that you saw and heard um and you decided, oh my gosh i'm th- I'm gonna do this music thing. I'm just gonna do it you know
0: i've I've loved
1: music since I was a kid. I started writing
0: at a young age, I grew up in church, um but you know my family I didn't have like you know a big musical family or a big musical. Okay. Name connected to me, and you know my grandmother who raised me. She looked at it more of like a pipe dream. Like that's just something mm-hmm. you kind of do on the side. You're not gonna get. Right, right, right. With this. So, so you know, it took me a long time to finally, you know, I was well into my adult life before I was like, you know what, bump all of that. I want to sing, and this is what I'm gonna do.
1: Awesome. I like that. You knew what you wanted, and you're like, I'm going to do this. And you know what? If it's meant for you, success will find you. That's what I believe. Uh, and then how did you get into the modeling and the acting?
0: You know, the modeling became,
1: I've always been a full of figure
0: woman, even as, you know, a young girl growing up. I've always had hips and curves and all of right. those things. And at that time, you know now it's more of a movement, but then you know it was kind of hard, and if you weren't a certain size, you know you couldn't wear a certain styles, so it was just always that desire like you know, I know I'm not the only girl that looks like me or feels like this right. or who's shape like this, and I just you know wished that there were more representations, there were some, but you know what I mean, not to the right. not where things are now. So it's just always been important for me to just represent that beauty can, you know, can come in so many different shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities, and wanting to represent, uh, you know, for the people that look like I do.
1: Now, so what do you think about? I'm I'm curious to see what you think about Lizzo.
0: Here's my take on Lizzo. I
1: want to hear.
0: Tell me. (laughs) Never, never. I'm never one to tear down. You know, I I definitely respect a lot of what Lizzo has done to represent. Um, I do think that sometimes the message of what is trying to be conveyed can get lost Mm. in the imagery. Mm. I think sometimes, specifically with the plus movement, we've gotten to this idea some people feel like, well, in order for me to show I'm comfortable in my skin, that means I have to show skin,
1: right? and that's
0: not really what that means. And so that's where I feel that we differ, because I don't think that you just have to be naked in order to say I love myself. Or in the Uh. reverse, just because I'm not naked doesn't mean I don't love myself. Really, I think. The fact that you know you can exude that sexiness and that appeal and still keep your clothes on—that's that's pretty hot, if you ask me.
1: Oh no, I agree with you 100%. What I see, there's many things that I see about Lizzo. I love the fact that she, you know, she's not ashamed of herself. She knows she's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. There's no mm-hmm. doubt in that. She's a beautiful woman. Um, and I understood her, at first the movement. I understand the movement, but there comes a time that I feel that sometimes she does a little too much. Um, I think that, I think she's also in denial of her own fame because a lot of people do a lot of those things, you know, to get attention. She doesn't even need that attention anymore. She is Lizzo. People know who she is. And um, like the one thing I didn't like she did, um, it was way in the beginning, she went to a uh, basketball game in a thong. Now, Uh, yeah. I mean, that one, I was just like, there's kids there, there's this, there's that, and I'm not approved. Let me tell you, I mean, be naked, do what you want. But there's comes a point, and I agree with you, where sometimes clothing is way sexier than being fully naked and just showing, okay, I have this body and I'm proud of it. Okay, we get that. Then show me something else. Show me a different side of you that's even more sexy while you're dressed because that's the one thing she doesn't do. She doesn't say, okay, I'm, I'm closed. And here I am. I look great. Cause she is a beautiful woman and I feel yeah. bad for her when people, you know, slam her for her weight and this, that, and the other, even, especially the men they're overweight and they're slamming her. It's like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you're just <laughs> shaming a woman and uh, have you looked in the mirror? Um, so I'm glad I, I, I got your take on that because I, I, I 100% um, agree with you on that. You know, and, and it's, it, this is a tough world. It is a tough world, especially when it comes to beauty and what people think is beautiful. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What one person thinks is beautiful, another person may not. And so, I just know that we just we all have to have, love ourselves within. And whenever we love ourselves within, that's what we're going to attract. That's the bottom line. So we got to keep that moving. Now, the music. How important is it for you to be authentic as a person and songwriter? That
0: is of, of both important to me. Um, you know, I'm telling stories of personal experiences Mm. or observations, you know, um, things that I may have seen friends go through. So everything Mm -hmm. that I'm giving comes from a real place. It's not something I heard about or read about. You know, it's like real life in real time. So I don't think that you can tell those type of stories and not be – and not have authenticity. Be, you know, a key ingredient.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's funny because, and I tell people the stories that when, you know, the pandemic hit and we're locked down, I did a lot of webinars and conferences on on, on music and stuff like that. And one of the things I did was TikTok Half University, and they were thought, talking about authenticity. And they said the videos that are watched the most are the ones where people are being authentic because when they see that they like they think oh i can do that too when they see an artist do that they're just like okay they're doing their thing but when they can find somebody that they can relate to that's when they gravitate to that that person so during the pandemic there are a lot of people that have some hope they're just like oh oh my gosh this person's like me or somebody could say i'm going to listen to case full because she understands me and i feel like she's a friend and i can contact her message her on Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, TikTok, Twitter, wherever. And I'm going to get what I need from that person. Um, And I think when I always tell people, especially independent artists, that's our superpower because music has the power to heal, move mountains. It has the power to, for a person to release stress if they want to. Um, And, people like you that write about, not that nobody else writes about the real, but real, real personal situations, it really, people don't know this, but that stuff really, really helps other people because it helps them understand that they are not alone. And I think that allows for people to be able to move through whatever they're going. So kudos to you um, for writing that way. Um, I'm going to play one of your songs. Um, Let's start with let me see. I have here yeah. another one. Prophet, um, Prophet and Man. Tell me what that is about.
0: Um, Prophet and Man is my newest single. I just released that last month. And it is about a mental, a, a, a space of mental anguish first where, you yeah. you know, there's this desire to be loved and accepted but not wanting to basically sell your soul. Mm. um and it's based in biblical sp- scripture and it's okay. kind of, it's speaking you know we're all human you know we all want um to be loved right? right but there are morals and there are standards and you know we can't get so caught up in the world that we mm. lose sight of those morals and those values
1: all right let's play it <laughs> That was great. Oh, I like it. Um, so what what would you say your your main genre is? People hate that question. <laughs> but I like to ask it. Man, yeah, it's hard because <laughs> I, I like to
0: consider myself a fusion artist. But I, if I had to really pick be soul, it would be soul for sure.
1: No, I like, I'm, hey, I'm a fusion artist. That works for me. Yeah. Because I like, I like that was very interesting to me. Because you have, a, there's a fusion of like R&B, soul. A little, there's a little bit of rap in there, but there's a really cool vibe to it, as well. Um, so kudos to you. Now, what ins besides your life, your own personal life, and the things things you see around you, how are you inspired? or what inspires you to write a specific song, and what goes into writing the song?
0: You know, I think it is a calling mm. um, that I feel that I have that is bigger than myself. Um, you know, especially in these last few years, I feel as if I have been through certain things so that I <laughs> am able to write from such a place.
1: Right. Um
0: it's become even more of a spiritual thing for me because I'm also an empath. So, Mm. you know, I really have tapped into the state of the world, the state of culture. I can really Mm. understand people and their emotions without Mm -hmm. a whole lot of conversation. I can just kind of pick up on things. Right. So I feel like my music has become, um, Kind of this vehicle of healing based on the energy that i'm that I'm getting, and
1: I'm using the music to
0: kind of turn them into something more positive and more beautiful.
1: I love that it's, yeah, I absolutely love that because we need more of them. I mean, if you listen to the- radio, what, the station that i li- listen to and i'll I'll tell you a story um one day I was trying to listen to a radio station, it wouldn't work at all. Until I tried everything, and then um, I went to the station called The K Love, and the song that came on was what I needed to hear at that moment. And I've never changed the station since. And I love inspirational music. And some some people think that oh my god, it's just like Christian inspiration, but they, but they have no idea. There's like pop and in, inspirational music, <laughs> inspirational. I mean, and some these people are really good. I mean, this is stuff that you would hear in the top 40 station and stuff like that. And I'm just inspired in awe of how they they speak, sing about spirituality or they sing about God and stuff like that. And every time I listen to it, there's always something that I need to hear. And so I appreciate people like you that write songs about uh, songs that will help to heal a world or heal a person because, uh, you know, my whole thing is to uh, write songs that can affect a, a, a positive change in somebody else's life, to let them know that they're um, they're not alone. So uh, kudos to you, I applaud you on that front because that is muy importante. Now, what what do you love most about being an artist? Do I?
0: You know, I love. I love it all, really, honestly. I love the process, you know, just being, like, not caring what you're looking like, just with your tea and your mm. water here in the studio writing. But I also love getting glammed up and getting ready for a show and rehearsing mm. with the band. So, you know what I mean? It's just all of it because it's just like a pouring out, Yeah, you know. It So, yeah, I love it all.
1: Now, when you perform, do you prefer a more intimate setting or do, um do you prefer a large crowd and why? I you know,
0: I I I feel like I prefer the intimacy, but mm. I don't think that intimacy I don't think that you can um have intimacy just with a smaller crowd. Mm. Um, right, you know, right. I think it's more of like that energy and that feel that comes when you get up there and you feel like people are just so locked into what you're doing. And it, even if it's like at a festival, it creates a feeling of intimacy, right. even if the space itself isn't intimate per se.
1: That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Now, would you be, would you consider writing songs about what's going on in the world, um, such as all the, uh, obviously right now, you know, we have Roe versus Wade, we have the trans community, LGBTQ, there's so much going on, I think, and half the time I have to go on the internet to Google what's going on, <laughs> because I don't understand, I, I don't understand a lot, I'm like, what, <laughs> what is that? Let me go. <laughs> That's what that means. Okay. Um. For example, and I like to touch on this subject because it's a touchy subject for me. Is um. This whole dynamic about women uh, being called cisgender. There's a new term for women because of other other people's happiness. Look, I, I believe everybody should be happy that's the main goal in people's lives. But that when you you try to eliminate somebody else, I think that is horrifying to me. And um this whole idea that people want to erase like a definition of what a woman is is very sad to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like there shouldn't things that have gone too far. <laughs> And like whenever you're doing, whenever I'm doing, like a TikTok, you know, first thing I said, I I embrace everybody, but but there's a point where a line has <laughs> has been drawn because I just I can't keep up with everything, but I know I don't want to be erased. Right. Um, and we just this world has just become, I don't know, I don't know. I sit back and I look look at everything. And there's so much to write about and to sing about. And there should be equality. But then there's a point where you're just like, okay, what's what's going on? What's going on? Like Marvin Gaye's song. Um, (laughs) Right. So what do you think about writing about stuff that's going on in the world? I definitely have. Um, You know, I have a a
0: few records that I've done, you know, specifically um, in reference to the Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. movement. So when George Floyd, when that whole situation went down, a collaborator Mm -hmm. and I, we released like a video of a song that we did stringing together, um, you know, imagery of Black history and civil rights. So that's definitely something that I think as an artist, we talk about we talk about the issues right. of the world. I will say specifically in regard to the conversation around um, LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it's a tricky it's a tricky conversation because it's almost gotten to the point where you can't have an opinion about it exactly. because it's, it's automatically deemed like you're bashing or and it's like no but. Here's my take. If 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 you're saying to me that love me for me, this is what this is how I choose to live my life. Okay, fine. But I'm saying I choose to live my life this right. way. So that should go both ways. And like Amen. You said, lines get crossed, and it's like stuff is being kind of like shoved down your throat, and it's like wait, hold on. You know, I, I get it. You can do that, but you ain't got to shove it all over here on my front line. So it, it's a trick. It really is. So I think I try to speak on that stuff more metaphorically,
1: right. um,
0: if you will, and I think that was a little bit of some of the undertone of Profit a Man is because okay. we are we're in this social media-driven world where people mm. are just Anything goes as long as I get like views, followers.
1: Right. Nice.
0: And we can't be doing that because that stuff gets to be too cool.
1: Yeah, it's too much. It's too much yeah, I preach it. Yeah, but I love you. <laughs> um I love you. Love your honesty and your your authenticity. It's beautiful. Um, so I'm going to play strong connections. Tell me what that's about.
0: Strong Connection is, um, it's an R&B ballad, it is about love, um, but not in just romantic, you know, it's it's based off of this idea that as we grow and we build strong connections with ourselves, it allows us to have even stronger connections with others. Um, and of course, in this song, I am telling it from the perspective of a love story, but it's about hey, I haven't always done it right, so this time I'm going to get it right because I want it to be strong.
1: All right, here we go.
0: Got a strong connection Kind of like reflection If I'm being honest, you make me lose the direction, such a strong connection, a one-time insurrection from on the
1: walls of my heart, for Like that neo soul vibe i i can see that song in, in like a a smoke filled cafe and just chilling and listening to you uh well not too smoke filled but you know not that you'd be joking <laughs> um and just sitting back and listening to you uh sing that song i absolutely love it who would be the person the artist or person that you would want to perform with if you could and why I would
0: love to perform with Lauren Hill. Um, I just love everything about her vibe, you know, she came out making really conscious music when it wasn't necessarily the cool thing to do. And I, I just think that just just you know, just being able to, to be in a room with her and just kind of soak up on everything that she's experienced would be so dope.
1: Now what are you working on now? <clears throat>
0: I am working on a new album um, okay. um yeah, I'm demoing some tracks, getting some stuff ready um, and it's kind of about what you talked about prior, you know the heavy set pressures of the world, hmm. um but also what it means to be heavy set in a world that you know kind of shows some disdain for that, kind of hmm. a double on top, I
1: mean. Uh... I see your pictures. I mean, you look great. Mm. I always tell people, screw the world. I mean, listen. Uh, no matter what anybody does in life, there's always going to be a hater, always. And the most important thing is that you love yourself. And I, I'm telling you, everybody around you is going to love you. You because if you ooze that love and you ooze that confidence. You know, you're just doing your thing. People are just, you know, people, some people just need to get a life. I mean, <clears throat> and if 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 people really understood bodies, everybody's not supposed to be a size zero. Um, there are different body types in the world. And sometimes the, the heaviest person can be much healthier than the thinnest person. So we we have to change this stigma about this whole thing. If you're size this, doesn't that, that means you're beautiful? No, I've seen size zero and they're not attractive. Um, so we just have to change this beauty standard because there's there's beauty in all things. Beauty in all things. There's um, there's one person that I cannot stand, and I did this thing on TikTok. And it was Candace Owens bashing Lizzo. Mm. And Candace Owens has a nerve, nerve. She said something nasty about her and her weight and said that, you know, women are always um, just letting people slide in regards to their health and their weight and they'll they'll never tell their friend the truth that they need to lose weight or this that and the other but the, the way she said it she was extremely nasty and Candace Owens is an ugly person and then it's not about her face it's about her inside she's just nasty yeah. and you would think that after having a child she would have become more nurturing somewhere something would have thrived in her body no no she's still the same way and I, I think I think that that's so sad, but you know, I just I don't, I don't like her um, for for the fact that for the fact that she did that and she did some other stuff that's just I just I, when she looks in the mirror I just don't know what she sees. Um, she definitely doesn't know what she is. Um, now, what are the three things you wish you had known? Before you got into the music industry,
0: well, you know one of the the first ones would definitely be this idea that just because you can sing or rap or produce you know that that that's like a ticket like oh, I can sing so I know right? I can make it right <laughs> it's uh-uh. so much more. <laughs> It's so much more work than that. Well, you know, like yeah. it's it's a missile out here that can hold a nice note, but that I mean, right. it requires so much more. Um, right. So, mm-hmm. I wish I would have had a greater understanding <laughs> of of all of what is required. Amen. Um. I think also, I. I knew that it was like okay, you got you got music, but then you have the business. But I think I didn't fully comprehend that the business side really is even bigger than, uh, you know, the stuff we as artists would like to be the focal point is not really the focal point. Right. And if the business is together. It doesn't really matter how great your music or whatever your image is. If your business isn't right, it's it's just not going to work. Amen. So I think that's a. One and I think three is learning the difference between really understanding between what's constructive criticism and what mm-hmm. may be something that's straight up hating on you. Amen. I like, I like I like that
1: last one. I like yeah, that last because one
0: because sometimes even people that are supposed to be helping us, they they will see greatness in us and they will do things or say things to keep us because they don't want us to get it past where they feel they are in their career.
1: Right. Right. No, I, I, that one is critical. And nobody's ever said that when I've asked that question, but it's very, 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 very true. And I, I think I would put that at the top. You just don't know who who's there for you, who's going to bring you down when they say what when they see what you're doing is great, and they wish they could be doing that. They might be criticizing you, telling you, no, you shouldn't. And then you watch them go and do the same thing that you did. Yeah, no, no I know. I know. Um, one thing I would add to that, and I always tell people this, it seems like the scammers, as soon as a person says they want to become an artist, it's like they can smell them. They jump mm-hmm. on them. They say, oh, my gosh, I can make you a star. Um, all you have to give me is X, Y, and Z. And a lot of people f- fall prey to that. I fell prey to that when um I first started. Um, so I tell people, you need to do your due diligence. You need to do your research. If somebody approaches you telling you some big things and they want money, uh-uh, you better go research them. Talk to people that have worked with them. See what has happened to them. Because uh, uh, this is – I, I love music, but the music business aspect of things is quite sad when you really – you have to you have to watch people. You have to watch people. And one of the thing, the other thing I would say is that the business music business is hard. It's harder for mm-hmm. artists to be seen and heard now than it was back in the day. Why? You mentioned something, social media. It's like, there's a girl called cash me out girl. The girl was rude and nasty. She was on Dr. Phil. I think it's Sony music grabbed her and snapped her up.
0: Mm-hmm. And because
1: disrespectful. And, be, and, and, and now she became, she became a rapper and is, is a multimillionaire, Not only because of that, but because she has an OnlyFans account. So now what the world is trying to tell you is that you don't, you're not, you don't even know have to know how to sing or rap or whatever. Mm-hmm. We can make you a star if you're nasty. So, the music industry um, is inundated with a lot of people that can't sing. But there's melody, there's all these things. Um, the trick of the trade is to get people to become famous. So, but I think one thing that the, uh, the pandemic did is that a lot more people got to know independent artists because they actually had the time to go sift through things and try to <clears throat> find new people to listen to. Um, uh, this this business is extremely hard. It's not like back in the day where somebody could go into um, a radio station and say, "Oh, can you play my record?" <laughs> And they might and they might do it. And now when you're recording a song, if this is what you do, you have to say, Oh my God, will this work on TikTok? Will this work on Facebook? Will this work on Instagram? How can I make it go viral? What video should I mean, there's so many things that you need to do to get somebody to listen to your song and not to mention trying to get somebody to buy your single or buy your CD. With all these streaming platforms, they're like, "Oh, I pay 9.99 a month. I can listen to anything that I want." <laughs> so, it's, it's just a lot tougher. I mean, for me, music has been my saving grace, so I still do it, but there are days I'm just like, oh, I don't know about all these people. <laughs> now, what advice lastly would you give to somebody that's trying to get into this music industry?
0: I would say, well, well, well. First, I would definitely say start today. You know, whatever excuses or things you feel like you're lacking, like they're not going to get any better if you continue to sit on your couch. So
1: Amen. You
0: definitely start today, but also be realistic. Study, get you know under understand the business. Um, Side of it because and it will be an investment. I know some artists don't want to ever have to spend money. You're right. not going to get anywhere not not being willing to invest. But you need to be smart with your investment so that you're not getting scammed. Um, right. So get educated, educate yourself on the business. Go to conferences. It's a it's a lot of online free information. Right. You know talk trusted people, but, but get versed on what's required for you to even release your music in a way that it can, you know, right. make money for you and be where you need it to be.
1: That's right. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, okay. Hey, okay, so... Thank you for being on Chatting with Nat. I really enjoyed my time with you. I love your authenticity. I love your mu- music. It makes me want to sit in the cafe and just listen to your voice all day so long because it's, it's, it's you have a beautiful voice and you speak and you sing truth and you speak truth, and I love that. We need more of that in the
0: world. Well, thank you so much for having me. You know, I always appreciate um the opportunity to meet, you know, new people and be on different platforms so we can continue to, you know, support each other and share our positive messages because
1: it's so much
0: negativity. I think, you know, we have to saturate the market with our positivity just as much as they do with it.
1: Amen. From your lips to God's ears, let it be, (laughs) let it be. All right, everybody, this is Chatting with Nat, and we have the honor of having recording artist, songwriter, plus-size model, and actress, K-Soul. She's amazing. Now, you can find her on Facebook at K-Soul Music. She's on Twitter, K-Soul Music. Uh She has a YouTube, KG Soul Sensation. And you know what? She has a website, too, but the best thing you can do, buy her music. Buy it. You can stream it, but buy it. <laughs> You know, not if you don't can't remember any of that, you go and Google her. Google is your friend. And remember, if you have hopes, you have dreams, you can achieve anything that you believe in. That means you gotta believe in yourself to make things happen. Until next time on Chatting with Nun. Thank you, K So. Where's my slang? <laughs>